0: Jazakumullahu khayran, was Alaikum, warahmatullahi Ahmetullah, he was Barakatu.
1: May Yahdihilahu for who al Mohatad, Women Yodolil Felan Tejidahu were real Murshida. Washadu and La Ilaha illa law who la Shari Kala. Washadu and Mohammedan Abu Duhu or Rasulu who Salawatullah, he was Salamun Arak. Call a law ta'ala for Anil kareem, بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فذكروني اذكركم واشكروا ولا تكفرون اما بعد ابن قيم الجوزية رحمه الله when he was asked about the concept of shukr of gratitude he mentioned shukr being divided into 3 segments into 3 categories he said that shukr is to display the effects of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the tongue upon the heart and upon the limbs and in these three different ways a believer becomes wholesome in their gratitude that they owe Allah ta'ala so how does a believer show shukr upon the tongue, he mentions that this is by the way of direct praise and acknowledgement of the blessings of Allah Ta'ala. The way that a believer shows shukr within the heart is through their shahada, through their witnessing of the blessings of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and returning the mahabbah, the love that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has bestowed upon us and number three is showing that shukr through the limbs and by doing so through the way of submission and obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and one of the wisdoms here that he draws to the importance of shukr is to understand that this is one of the greatest tricks of shaitan that shaitan masks a lot of his efforts by making us or giving us these whispers and waswas, taking us away from salah, having us be rude to the people that we owe love and respect to. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions in the Quran specifically, He says, during the altercation between shaitan. And the situation of Adam alayhi salam, when he refused to bow down to Adam alayhi salam out of karama, out of you know respect and, and 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 love, he said to Allah subhanahu wa taala, "Thumma la atiynnahu min baini aidihim wa min khalfihim wa an aimanihim wa an shama idhim tajidu akrhum shaakirin." That I will come. At these people, I will try to distract them, I will try to attack them from their front, from their back, from their right, from their left. And ultimately he says, And you will find that the majority of them will be ungrateful to you, Ya Allah. So you understand that one of the main theses of the the, the, the goals of shaitan is to distract you and keep you away from the gratitude that you owe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the advice of Ibn Qayyim rahmahullah, he says that the first stage of showing Allah gratitude is through the tongue, through something that comes so naturally to you. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in the Qur'an, "Fadkuruni أَذْكُرُكُمْ Remember me, and I will remember you. Washkuruli وَلَا And be grateful to me, and do not deny me, do not be ungrateful to me. So this gratitude of the tongue is step one, stage one, of our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Ibn Qayyim, he mentions that, you know, this is proof that kufr, وَلَا takfurun. Allah mentions, that kufr is not merely just disbelief. Sometimes we roughly translate out of kufr being disbelief. But kufr, he says, this is proof in the ayah that disbelief is rooted in ingratitude. That you cannot believe in something that you have no gratitude towards in your life. You cannot be grateful to your parents when you're children, taking care of you if you do not acknowledge the favors that they give you in your life. You cannot be grateful, or you cannot you know, be, be, be acknowledging of a teacher that bestowed upon you knowledge if you're not grateful to them for what they've done for you. So he mentions that this is the first step, and I want everyone to kind of just imagine this. You know? A lot of times we think about these analogies in our lives. How often is it that we think about people in our lives? People that we love, people that we care about, family, friends, loved ones. And we think about them sometimes when we are sitting in our days, may not be busy doing you know, work or study, whatever we're doing, and we're just thinking about them. Now, if that thought stops right there, and it does not translate into a phone call, or a text message, does that person appreciate? Does that person have that feeling that you actually love them? Or is it more significant when you pick up the phone and you shoot them a text? I mean, think about any time in your life where you received a message from somebody who texts you, Hey, salamu alaikum, just wanted to let you know I'm thinking about you. And you're waiting about that follow up text about what they want. <laughs> okay, what do you want, right? But that text never comes. It just stops at, hey, salamu alaikum." I'm thinking about you. And it may change your entire day. Because this person carved out time to just tell you that you are on their mind. But it was because that you decided to acknowledge them with your tongue. And it may be through a text or it may be through a phone call. But think about how much more meaningful that gratitude became at that moment. There was a very beautiful statement that was collected by Nu'man ibn Bashir radiallahu ta'ala anhu that the Prophet sallallahu he said, speaking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings is gratitude and ignoring it is ingratitude. The one who does not give thanks for a small blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not give thanks for a greater blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon them. And the one who does not give thanks to the people around them will not give thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To be with a group is a blessing and to be alone is a small bit of punishment. And this is why the ulama, when speaking about this hadith, they mentioned that beautiful ayah in Juz where Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. he mentions, bi Rabbika fahadith. That a part of your faith is to sit and think about the blessings that Allah gave you in your life. When you feel that the heart is inclined towards complaining, that you feel that certain things may not have gone your way, just to sit for a solitary moment, and think about everything that Allah has given you in your favor. You will realize that you will run out of minutes and a day before you run up out of things that you can thank Allah Ta'ala for. And the Prophet Sallallahu he further taught this beautiful lesson. He gave us a beautiful example when he spoke to a sahabi by the name of Mu'adh radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, Ya Mu'adh, by Allah, for Wallahi I love you Ya Mu'adh. So I advise you to never forget to recite after every prayer this du'a. And the Prophet Sallallahu he taught Mu'adh oh radiAllahu ta'ala anhu Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik O Allah, help me remember you. O oh Allah, help me be grateful to you and to worship you with ihsan. What a beautiful example. And if you look into the context of this hadith, you see how the Prophet used to teach people about love through loving them. He told Mu'adh, Mu'adh, let me teach you a dua. Oh Allah, help me be grateful to you. But what did he say before he taught him? Fawallahi ya Mu'adh, you are beloved to me. When you mention that phrase, it completely changes the dynamic of the nasihah. It changes the dynamic of the advice that was given. From being generic to being extremely specific and loving in the nature that we share with people this information. And so this is the importance of shukr by the tongue. The next is shukr within the heart. And this is shown as Ibn Qayyim he says, by shahada, by witnessing and by reciprocating the love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. And he mentions furthermore, he says that God consciousness is the element that will help you truly understand what shukr within the heart is supposed to be. This idea that we call taqwa. That the thought of would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be happy with everything that I'm doing right now in my life. When I accept the job, when I begin to study in a certain department or pursuing a certain degree, when I even buy a home, earlier today my wife and I went out and our couch is over t- almost 10 years old, so we're like, it's time now. Alhamdulillah, inna lillahi wa inna Ilaihi raji'un, to this old couch. And I remember for a minute, you know, as we were looking at these couches and looking at the, the, the inventory, something we were talking about for a moment was, will this actually leave enough room for us in our living room so we can actually put out our prayer rugs? It may not have anything to do with it. Buying a couch has nothing to do with your salah, perhaps, on the surface. But what about a person who thinks about their salah, even when they're purchasing a piece of furniture for their home? A person chooses to live in a certain apartment over another apartment, And they take into consideration that the masjid is actually five minutes closer to plan B versus plan A. This is shukr within the heart. And Salman al-Farisi radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said that there was a man who was given many of the luxuries of this world, many of the blessings of this world. And then all of a sudden Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took them all away from him but he continued to praise and thank Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala until everything had seemingly been taken away even his bed that he used to sleep on was taken away and he continued to thank and praise Allah and another man who had also been given many of the luxuries of this world he saw his his friend who used to be just like him and all of a sudden he is nothing like him and he asked him and he said For what are you praising and thanking Allah for? You used to be like me and now you're nothing like me. And the man, he responded, he said, I am praising and thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessings, which if others asked me to give them to them in return for all that I have, I would never give them up. And so the man, he said, what could they possibly be? You've been robbed of everything that you had before. And he said, can't you see? He says, I have my eyesight. I have my tongue I have my hands and my feet for wallahi if somebody traded me something in this dunya for these blessings I would never give them up and even if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took one of them away I would still thank him for the others that remain this is shukr within the heart and then the final element that was mentioned by Ibn Qayyim al jawziya rahimahullah is shukr through the limbs shukr through the, 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 the limbs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. And I will share an incredible statement from one of the tabi'een, his name was Salama ibn Dinar otherwise known as Abu Hazm. He was also called Al-Madani because he used to live in Medina, he was fond of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasalam. And a man came to Abu Hazm and he said, what is gratitude through the eyes? And Abu Hazm, he responded, he said, if you see good things that you speak about them, you see something beautiful from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you speak about it. When was the last time that we went outside and we saw something beautiful in the nature that Allah ta'ala created for us and we said, subhanallah, how beautiful. I was visiting my grandmother yesterday and she taught me, at age 90, she teaches me things that I swear so many teachers have never taught me in my life. I went to her and I was sitting next to her and she is no longer old enough to be able to read Qur'an in long periods of time by herself anymore even the weight of the Qur'an is something that actually you know it, it, it is heavy for her so I was sitting next to her and I was just reading a little bit of Qur'an for her and she smiled and then I, when I was finished it was midday so it was almost time for her to take her you know small little rest period during the middle of the day and I noticed that her blinds, her windows were open and I asked her I said daddy you know can can I close the blinds for you? And she said, no, 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 don't close them, because for me, an ignorant, dumb person like me, I I want the room to be dark for me to sleep. And she said, no, 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 leave it open. I said, why? And she said, I have a great view of the trees from where I'm laying down right now. I I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to see those. And I was thinking about that statement the entire car ride I was going home yesterday. That... She wanted to lay down and see the trees that Allah had given her the ability to see from when she was laying. And I drive 30-40 minutes to see my parents and my grandmother and I may not even notice one singular tree from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So shukr of the eyes is to be able to speak and appreciate the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed you to see through those eyes. And Abu Hazm, he mentioned And if you see things that are bad, turn your eyes away from them. That's shukr of the eyes as well. And then the man continued to ask him, he says, Ya Abu Hazm, what is shukr of the ears? And he said, if you hear something good, you accept from it. You hear good speech. You hear Quran. You hear beautiful words from other people. You're attracted to it. Your ears accept it. And if you hear something bad, you reject it. You turn your ears away. You don't allow your ears to consume things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not want you to hear. And then he said, What is gratitude of the hands, Ya Abu Hazm? And he said, Do not take which does not belong to you and do not hold back from praying the dues of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your zakat and your sadaqah. Give from which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. And it was reported and he said that I learned something beautiful from the Prophet. ﷺ. And he said, What is that, Ya Abu Hazim? And he said that the Prophet ﷺ used to stay up all night standing until his feet were swollen. And when he was asked, Ya Rasulullah, why do you do this? Even though that you know that you are forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are Khairul khalq, Ya Rasulullah. Why do you stay up until your feet are swollen? Talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking for his forgiveness, and the Prophet ﷺ, he responds, Afala akunu abdan shakura. He says, shall I not be a grateful servant? And to finish this this reminder, I just wanted to share a beautiful piece of advice from Imam Al-Ghazali, rahimahullah, where he said that shukr is like the example of a king who bestows upon his servant a beautiful steed like a horse or an animal. And the lowest level of shukr is when that servant receives that animal, that horse, and they say, wow, how beautiful. They acknowledge the beauty of the gift. They acknowledge, wow, I mean, it's such a beautiful thing to look at. It's such a mesmerizing thing to look at. So love for the blessing itself, Imam al-Ghazali mentions, it is the easiest form of shukr that a believer can display. And then he says the next level of shukr is when a person sees the blessing, they see the gift. Or in this particular example, he sees the horse and he says, I am even more grateful that the master has thought of me. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be a horse. It could be a piece of bread. It could be a small whatever you want to give me. But I am more grateful that my master is thinking of me. So whether Allah has given me 20-20 vision or He has given me a tongue through which I can taste beautiful flavors of food, whichever blessing it is, I am more grateful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His infinite mercy and His infinite love has given me a portion of it. That the bestower is actually the one that I'm thankful for. The, the, the gifts, alhamdulillah. whether they come, whether they go, as long as the bestower is there and he's thinking of me, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. And the last and the highest form, the highest form of shukr, Ya is when a person, when the servant receives this gift, and all they can think about is how they can use this gift to remember the one who gave it to him. So the servant will use that horse to go run errands for his master. The servant will use that horse to go and do whatever his king needs him to do. So when you translate that out to us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has given us families so that we can be kind and provide for them. Allah has given us children so we may be merciful upon them and smile at them and take care of them. Allah Ta'ala has given us these masajid so that we can fill them and pray in them. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has given us our eyes so we can look at things that please Him. Allah has given us our tongue so we can say things that are remembering of Him. and we can. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has given us our ears so that we can open them to hearing things that are pleasing to Him. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. We ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to make us of people of shakr. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us far away from people of negligence. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to never allow us to be people who are absent of understanding the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from ever becoming people who take our blessings for granted. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our hearts from fahsha. Ameen. Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma wa bihamdik wa nashradu wa la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa